And, you know, I do it, you know, I'm, uh, in the morning when I'm, I call it, uh, self-care, but, you know, involves, your me time. Yeah. On, on, on the potty is when I'm doing it. I'll just call it, I'll just call it self-care time. Self-care time. Uh, right. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is Mika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. And welcome back to the Snob OS Show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We definitely want to welcome you back to another episode. This is episode 158, and uh, we definitely want to give a thank you to all of those who listen to us live or watch this live or catching us on the replay for the pre-show. We definitely want to thank y'all for your support. Hopefully we're able to give you that extra content that's worth the price of admission. Uh, if you're listening and you're not a uh, supporter, definitely you go to patreon.com forward slash snobos and get down on that. We got some extra goodies for you. Uh, for those who are not, uh, we'll definitely get into our recorded part of the show uh, where we talk all things Apple, that's our first segment. We call it the lowdown. Uh, so we're going to get right into it. There was a couple things that happened um, this week that I wanted to get into. One that just popped up like today, which is iOS 15.3. Uh, the reason why I think this one is important, there's no extra features. There's no new thing that we get to play around with, but it does patch a Safari exploit. And basically what this exploit does is it allows a website to access URLs recently visited by a user and even obtain the user's Google ID and related personal data. So if you if you are a uh, iOS user, if you use Safari as your browser and you go to a website that is using this exploit, you then leave that website and go to someplace else like your bank like your uh, personal financial information, mm -hmm. uh, they may be able to, and if you're using your Google ID for those stuff specifically, you know, you they can obtain your Google ID and other related personal data as a result of those websites that you then go to. So uh, for that and that alone, I would uh, highly advise you to go through and update your iOS. Uh, I think there, there also may, there's some Mac OS and uh, iPad OS stuff too, but I really wanted to highlight this one because it definitely uh, specifically, yeah, and it specifically talks about mobile Safari. So most of the time people are using an iPhone when they're using Safari. So we definitely want to get them to update to iOS 15.3 so they can patch uh, that uh, update. So that was quick. You know, I wanted to highlight that. Yeah. Uh, moving That's on. Important. Yeah. Speaking of iPhones, there is a, I, I don't experience this. I wanted to ask you. I don't think, do you have an iPhone 13? Mm -mm, mm -mm. Okay. Okay. So I do have an iPhone 13 and I'm not experiencing this issue, but there are a number of iPhone 13 owners who are reporting an issue where their displays are turning pink. The problem rears his ugly head when the iPhone has been restarted after seeing or after, you know, well, let me rephrase. If your phone freezes up, like it goes into a boot loop or just stays on the Apple logo or your screen just freezes and you just reboot it or restart it. That's when this pink tint or this pink haze, almost like a screen covered, like a pink tint kind of shows up. 
Um, and this typically happens after you reboot the device after the screen freezes. Apple says it's a software bug, not a hardware issue, but a growing number of users are experiencing this issue since I, the iPhone 13 de debuted uh, last fall. Again, uh, just looking at my phone now, I don't see a green tint uh, and I regularly restart my phone. But if you are experiencing this issue, uh, definitely hit us up. Let us know if you're experiencing this issue. Maybe, maybe more importantly, you need to hit Apple up. Right. We can't do anything about it. <laughs> but yeah, let Apple know. So this can uh, grow to critical mass to where Apple maybe addresses the issue. Like I said, I haven't seen anywhere where Apple actually addresses this issue. But if you are experiencing, definitely want to make your uh, voice be heard. All right, moving, moving right along. Um, so we talked about last week or maybe last week or week before we talked about our predictions and we were talking about how, um, Apple is going to have to do something with the Apple Watch in order to make it in, um, worthy enough of people upgrading. They kind of didn't do that last with the iWatch, the Apple 7. Mm -hmm. uh, they just made the screen just a little bit bigger. Uh, but we've talked about how sensors, you know, you, you mentioned giving in your predictions that Apple's going to do some sort of um, blood glucose, blood mm -hmm. pressure or something. Uh, and you talked about how they'll have to do it in the actual band. They're going to have mm -hmm. to make the band compress or do something. It, it'll be more than just the sensors on the back of the watch, the in, order, of the watch yeah. in order to do something like uh, monitor blood levels or whatever the case may be. Well, it looks like uh, patents that were awarded to Apple include a strap or a band that embeds circuitry into the woven materials that could, for example, make a future Apple Watch band uh, provide many advantages over uh, uh, current bands like adding audio, tactile input, and more. The more it could include temperature sensors, pressure sensors, force, gas, moisture, capacitive sensors, gesture sensors, image and proximity sensors. So think of all this in a fancy band that when you put the band on, it could detect proximity, it could detect moisture in the air, and it could do pressure sensors like Again, the whole thing that you were mentioning a couple weeks ago. You can ago, have the cuff um, blood pressure and it, monitor. And it tighten up or, mm -hmm. you know, it, it senses the additional pressure. And that gives you what you need to measure your blood glucose. So, again, patents are just patents. Uh, Apple could have been doing these patents to make sure that nobody else does nobody it first. Nobody else does it, yeah. <laughs> or they could actually have plans to include those in future releases. You know, what if they did come out with a band that you could buy that could monitor blood glucose or monitor measure uh, moisture, proximity, touch. You can actually use it to swipe and do different things maybe on your screen. That would probably, um, of course, they would have to say only compatible with Apple Watch Series 8. But, uh, or above. <laughs> but if they did that, uh, that may be what people would do or that may be what people would need to actually update from like a 6 or maybe even a 7 that people bought last year. So I just want to get your input on, uh, do you think this will actually come to pass and Apple actually uh, create a product or you think this is Apple protecting their IP? I think will actually come to pass. What I'm not so sure about, these are a lot of sensors. So I'm not sure 
how many they can put in one band mm-hmm. and it may be the the you know thought process to put you know the certain sensors together on certain bands so maybe put two or three sensors on one band for people who may be diabetic or put you know sensors on one set of band for people who have high blood pressure but i can't see them putting all of this mm-hmm. in one band and it may be one of the things where um they consult medical professionals to kind of see which ones go best together Mm-hmm. Um, and then having kind of like the swiping feature, I think that may just be a band by itself, but I right. definitely see this coming to fruition. And that's why, you know, when I, when we talked about the predictions, that's why I thought that the sensors would have to be on the band because I do have a, a blood pressure cuff and okay. just put it on your wrist and press the start button and it starts, it tightens, it takes mm-hmm. your, mm-hmm. your heart rate and the pressure. And of course, you can get your heart rate from your wrist. Um, and so it just really just kind of made sense for it to go into the band because there's nowhere else for these sensors to go. Maybe a couple more sensors can go on the watch itself. Um, maybe the moisture, um, maybe magnetic, but I don't, I don't see a, a bunch of these that are going to be able to fit on the watch itself. So they have to go somewhere. So the band was to me the next logical explanation. Okay. All right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there, there's only so much they can do with the actual hardware piece on the actual watch. So especially, I think, I think what I would want Apple to do is at the very least do the blood pressure one, because that would go a long way for a lot of people who suffer and the from glucose high, high and blood the pressure glucose and diabetes. And diabetes. Those, like, yeah. those are two huge Right. Huge medical conditions that I think would probably, and maybe those two will go on together. I'm not sure, right, but right. those are two that I think they should definitely, you know, add at least in the first iteration. And do I think all of these will come out at the same time? No, I think they'll right. roll them out as features, you know, get developed. Um, but definitely, you know, and even if they split them out, you know, the high blood pressure will be one, and blood mm-hmm. glucose be another one. Yeah. Uh, there are enough people that who who have those concerns that would more than pay for them versus the way that they normally have to manage their high blood yeah. pressure, yeah. normally have to measure their blood glucose. You know, you got the things that people stick on the back of their arms that they got to keep, the little, you know, eat, the, yeah, the, the patch, they have patch. And that's, and, that, and that's the new school thing, you know, yeah. previously, and people are probably still doing it. You got to prick your finger, you know, the people who have adopted technology, they've got the patch where they can take their off their, their, um, phone and stick it. Thing. Right. But imagine if you didn't have to do that. If you just look at your wrist, press a button or two to do the measurement, and then that would give you a better indicator on your current health, people would pay out the nose for that. Yeah. So, yeah. And Charles says in the chat, he was like a glucose monitor would be an instant sale for his wife. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you got one already. And I think mm-hmm. that would make it easier for a lot of people, especially kids, because there are a lot of, what is it, type one or type two? I can confuse diabetic kids that have to have the, the sensor on them. But, I think you must have to like get it surgically on you or something. I I don't know. Don't get me wrong in how it works, but I think it would, it would be more convenient and improve the quality of life, especially of older folks and children that they'll be able to have some freedom to move around and not necessarily have to, you know, have a whole separate thing kind of put on them. Um, They'll just have it on their watch, which they're probably already wearing anyway. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, all right. So that is it for the lowdown. We're going to move over to second string where we talk all things tech. Uh, are you a Wordle person or no? Have you caught on to the craze? I am. I am on a 13-week win streak. It okay. almost got me a couple of days ago, but um, mm-hmm. it took me all the way to six, but I got it. But today I was back on my, my average is around four. Okay. Um, so I think mine today, I think I got it in four. So, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm most, I'm most, I'm 90% four. Um, and you know, I do it, you know, I'm, uh, in the morning when I'm, I call it, uh, self care, but you know, involves, your me time. <laughs> yeah. On, on, on the potty is when I'm doing it. I just call it, I just call it self care time. Self care time. Uh, right. Um, uh, uh, but the reason why it's so popular is because it's simple. You know, it's not a time suck. And, you know, again, it's trendy. Anything that, you know, catches on, you know, everybody's doing it. That becomes the thing. Uh, it's so a much good so- palate cleanser. I call it a palate cleanser. It's a good palate cleanser. That's not mm-hmm. going to take a bunch of your time away. You get right. one game a day. That's it. Right, right, right. At the most, if you're sitting there and eat longer than 30 minutes, so I'm going to need you to put it down. But <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at the very least, you know, uh, of course, with popularity comes the haters. And of course, there are people that are coming to ruin the fun of the games. Oh, yes, yeah, spe- happy. Exactly. Uh, specifically, our uh, Twitter account, uh, the at handle was word, word linator. Uh, and basically what they would do is basically what you do is typically what's making this thing popular is you play this game. It's not a, a downloadable app. It's just a website. You go to it. Once you get the guesses, you, it gives you the ability to share your uh, results on Twitter, on Facebook, on social media. In Without revealing what the word is. Without revealing what the word is. So if you're not familiar and you see somebody post like yellow, black, and green boxes all in like a box, that's what that is. They're showing you their results and how, how long it took them to guess it without actually showing it to you. But what this account would do was it would reply to tweets of people who would share the results. So say I would share my results this wordlinator account will reply to my uh, tweet with a snarky little message, mm-hmm. and then they would uh, reveal the answer for the next day. Oh, yep, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Because it only changes once a day, right? Right. So if this were to happen to me, I would have to wait for the not tomorrow because they already ruined the day for tomorrow. The next the day, day next day after, which first world problems, but at the same time. You know, I ain't trying to get ruined. Who right? hurt you? Why do you want to dump someone's yum? People are just having a good time, just stepping away from the crap that mm-hmm. we are dealing with in this country and in life and this pandemic. And you, you have time to do this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, again, haters, hackers, whatever you want to call them, people with free just time. Very sad people. Terrible people. You know, they much rather uh, misery loves That's company. Sad. I guess. Yeah, so, you know, that's what would happen. Uh, of course, uh, Twitter was not having any of it. And, uh, Twitter said it suspended the account because it allegedly violated the platform's rules about sending high volume, unsolicited replies to other users. Accounts are not allowed, quote unquote, to disrupt others' experience, the company said on Tuesday. So they pretty much just suspended, uh, that account. So the reason why this is important, well, not important. Reason why this is news is because everybody's doing Wordle, and I would hate for not only me but the people who can see my tweets see that this account has not only replied and ruined it for me, 
but ruined it, it for ruined everybody. It for all of yeah, everybody in my timeline. Now, I ain't, I don't have millions and millions of followers, but I could, I if I was going to Nika's page and just seeing what she tweeted and seeing mm-hmm. who replied to her and seeing that oh she did the wordle and then somebody replied that aha some some something and would put the the answer for tomorrow's that would mess up my <laughs> that would mess up at least the word today is Farkanugan. It's just right. like. Really? That, Let me guess the Barker Nugent myself. Right. That would mess up my uh, me time for, t- <laughs> for <Yeah>. tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's really unfortunate mm-hmm. that people resort to this type of thing. Especially when, it really is, especially when social media as a whole has done a fantastic job of protecting this game and the time that people spend on it. You don't see masks mm-hmm. People, you know, tell me, I've never seen the word of the day on my timeline. Mm-hmm. And right. that's what, that's a very fascinating Because people don't want to ruin it. They, yeah. And typically people can't be the first to say, look what I know, look what I got. But right. everybody is on this collective wave of being mm-hmm. like, you know what? We're going to enjoy this and I'm going to let you enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. And you can still show your results. So you can still say, look, I'm trendy. I'm in the new thing without, mm-hmm. you know, giving it away. This is really, this is the type of thing that really annoys me. <laughs> yeah. And you brought up a good point. You know, um, people are protecting the game because I very well could just blurt it out. You know, even what I do is like when I share it, I'll try to put up a comment. Uh, oh, this one almost got me. Or mm-hmm. normally it only takes me three, but. This one, I was sweating bullets on this one, but everybody does a good job of not spoiling. Not, I mean, nowhere near spoiling. Not giving mm-hmm. you the first letter, not giving you the last letter, Nothing. not, you know, any of that. So, you know, for the fact of somebody to, you know, kind of uh, break the social contract that we have with Wordle kind of makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah, like. All right. So the next story up uh, that affects me directly, I think maybe even affects our show. Um Free Google Workspace. Uh, at the time, it was, I've been in the game for so long. It was <laughs> Google Apps for Business, and then it went to G Suite, and then it went to Google Workspace is what they're calling it. And basically, this is Google Workspace is Google's cloud platform for email, contacts, calendars, um, spreadsheets, you know, their whole suite of business tools you have access to these tools, you know, in this one suite, you know, so this mm-hmm. Google Google ecosystem, right? Uh, for the longest, ever since, what, 2000 and, I want to say 2008 when this first came out, they gave it away for free. You, you know, mm-hmm. of course, you you had like Sign 50 for gig, a, a Gmail account. Right, right. Get Google Drive, 50 gigs for free. You get access to um, all the things, Google Sheets, Google, um, a num- what, what, uh, um, the Sheets, this docs sheets and then i can't remember what the other thing is but anyway you get all this stuff for free and in addition to that you get you can uh control users so you can add users control their access so like for instance how it affects me directly is i have two free google uh workspace accounts one for brother tech to where i manage my domain through that so all of my email comes into google suite but then i use any other third party apps, but I've got my domain register set up there and all these things set up to where I can manage users. I can share documents, all this thing. And then with my family, I've got it set up to where we've got our domain set up in Google suite to where myself, my wife, all my kids have, um, um, email addresses 
using our domain that I'll go through Google because I signed up for the free thing. So, and then take it a step further for um, SnobOS, we use Google Docs for our notes. We use it to save our files for our, for our shows. That's where we do all the editing and updating for all the clips and everything. So all that to say, you know, we directly are uh, directly affected by the fact that no longer will Google Workspace be free. Uh, legacy or grandfathered users, we have until let me make sure I got let me make sure I got it right so I know for myself. May first. Uh, May first. If we don't do, if I don't do anything, I've got until May first. They're going to kick me off. If I sign up for a paid version, I've got until uh, July to actually make the changes. Like for instance, I've got domains pointing to Google and all these things. I got to make these changes after I pay for it. Um, after I set it up. So for all everybody out there who's been in the game, like since 2008, no, 2006 is when Google Apps for Business launched. Uh, anybody's got a free account, uh, this directly affects you. So you're going to have to move over, whether it be moving to um, um, uh, Microsoft 365 or moving to Apple's iCloud, which is not as feature rich, but they did recently do the beta um, the iCloud beta to where you can set up custom domain names. You can set up emails for those people to where you get a at me account. Or if you've got your own domain that you want to move over, you can actually move your domain over to, uh, iCloud beta and then actually set up your, for instance, from my, for myself example, uh, brothertech.com. I can move that domain over to iCloud beta. Set up all my email addresses, contact at Brother Tech, Terrence at Brother Tech, all these, all the emails that I got set up in Google. I can move those over in the iCloud because I'm paying for the, uh, the Apple one, uh, tier to where you get all this stuff. So if I'm already paying for it over here, there's nothing for me to move it over. But if you're doing it for the free, free with Google Workspace, you're going to have to, uh, move over or pay. You know, uh, you may not have to move over. You may just have to pay for Google services. But you will have to pay something. You was trying to get it for the free that day. It's free has. no more. <laughs> so my do- most of my domain names are hosted somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But I have, because, you know, I just buy domains that I think mm-hmm. of. I have like five or six that are mm-hmm. on Google domains that I haven't used or anything, but they're just mm-hmm. kind of sitting out there. So I had to make some decisions and I did not realize this is coming. And this mm-hmm. is quite annoying and i think probably what google is trying to do is people don't want to do the hassle most people won't go through the hassle to move things over so they'll just pay for whatever it is because it is um, let me tell you it is a hassle yeah i i do this you know as a side hustle helping people migrate into the cloud and probably the hardest thing to do is moving not the domain thing not the domain name but your email hosting Trying mm-hmm. to get get all your emails from one thing into another, it is time consuming, and especially if you're running a business, what you don't want to do is miss emails. Yes. So you so you're up Friday night, early <laughs> Saturday morning on the weekend. Well, I am trying to move a whole team's emails out of wherever into some of these other things, and the one thing is like, all right, well. Let me check the, I don't want to miss this. And they, you know, how people, there are some people that's got some weird setups in their email folders, filters, flags, and all that. You got to get all that stuff over. So yeah, piggybacking off what you said, I can see people just being like, 
I ain't trying to do all that. I'm not trying to pay anybody to do all that. I'll just pay the little whatever they want, and then I'll just keep the stuff going as usual. <laughs> do we know what the price points are for the different subscriptions? Um, they don't list it in this um, in this story that we're uh, quoting from uh, from The Verge, but I think it's like I want to say five dollars a user. So, like for instance, my family, if there's you know five of us, you know that's five dollars per user. I had to look that up, you know, or Somebody in the, who's listening to the show definitely add us and let us know, you know, you how know much. Yeah, right. <laughs> because, uh, it affects me directly. So if it affects me, I know it affects a lot of folks okay. out there. Because yeah. I've been using it. I think that's, that's when I started blogging. You know, I mm-hmm. needed my trying to be techie because I was brother tech. So I was like, I can't be out here, you know, brother tech at gmail.com. Right. <laughs> and, and I use Google to set up my email hosting and it's been sitting there ever since. Now I got to go move my stuff. So, uh, Good luck with fortunately, that. Fortunately, I don't have any of my hosting on Google. Thank God yeah, for that. Yeah. So, but if if you need somebody, uh, hit, hit me up. You know, I'll I'll help you move your stuff over. You're and right. It ain't gonna be easy. It ain't gonna be simple. But uh, I, I get you done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving along to our third story for Second String. Um, there's a Slovakian uh company that has. Green has been green lit for a air car. Not called an air car, but that's not what it is. But basically, that's what it is. It is a flying car uh, that has been cleared for takeoff by the uh, country of Slovakia. The let me get it actually correct. The certificate of airworthiness by the Slovak Transport Authority um, granted a certificate to this air car. After completing 70 hours of rigorous flight testing, according to the CEO, and basically what this air car is, it's not like a reason why I thought this was interesting, because it's not like one of the drones. I think um, uh, Uber, a couple of other different. Oh, and they were trying to do like the helicopter thing in the Dubai. Yeah, it it looks like a quad, quadcopter Mm -hmm. to where it's got, you know, like a drone. It's got the four different propellers. And they change directions and that how you take off, uh, take off and, you know, drop down and go through the air through these different propellers. Kind of looks like a helicopter, right? A quadcopter. I ain't mm-hmm. going to explain that. Uh, what makes this different is it looks like a car that then you can convert into like a Cessna. It almost looks like a Cessna airplane with a propeller, with propeller in the back, but with wheels. So you can actually use it. It actually could function as a car driving through the city. Probably not good for highway, but if you're, you know, driving through the city, metropolitan area, uh, you can drive it there. But then you can go to an airport, maybe a quick conversion, maybe take about 20, 30 minutes. You can actually convert it to a full blown air, airplane that you actually need a pilot's license to actually, uh, fly. So that's why I thought this story was interesting because it's not a airplane. It's an actual car that can convert to an airplane. According to this, the, uh, the story test flights, which included more than 200 takeoffs and landings were compatible with the European aviation safety agency standards. The company said in a press release earlier today, um, uh, a couple other notes about this after landing. The aircraft can be converted into a car and driven in the city and runs on, quote unquote, from this company, 
fuel sold at any gas station. So don't take no special airplane fuel. You can take this, you can take this to a, a racetrack or QT or a BP or wherever your local, you know, um, gas station is. Load this thing up, take it to your commercial airport. Take you about 30 minutes, pop the wings out, do whatever it needs to do and actually fly this. Um, another reason why I thought this was interesting, this is personal. I could see in my 50, well, I'm already, Jesus Christ, I'm almost, almost <laughs> I, mean, I need to back it up a little bit because I'm already in my mid forties. I could see in my sixties, kids out of the house, uh, well to do, you know, me and my wife are almost retired, if not already retired, needing a hobby and not wanting to get a, uh, a full commercial pilot's license. But I could see being like, you know what? I'm going to take up flying. You need and a driver license. <laughs> if I could, right. You know, like a regular car, you know, you get mm-hmm. a class C that you can drive a car, truck, you know, or you get the class D or whatever the commercial people is. I'm pretty sure the same designations for planes. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to fly no, you know, passenger jet. I'm not trying You're to not fly trying no. You're not trying to fly a 747 jumbo jet. But, but <laughs> if this car is popular and it costs like, you know, $60,000, $70,000 and I need a new hobby, I could very well see getting a pilot's license to be able to have a vehicle that I can drive around the city and then if traffic, because we're in Atlanta, you know how traffic is in Atlanta, okay. I could see being able to go to my nearest commercial airport, undo this thing, you know, pop the wing, however it works, however you transform it into an uh, a, an airplane and fly it into the city for a weekend or something, not have to worry about traffic. I could see getting a pilot's license just to do that. So uh I won't be doing it <laughs> until this thing is commercial and I'm not going to be the guinea pig. But right. I, I definitely could see if this was a personal vehicle that I could own because with the drones and stuff that we're thinking about as far as, you know, flying now, it's like commercial. It's like you get on like this big bus and it, it's a quadcopter. It beats like, it's just like five or six people, five or six people, you know, take you into the city and takes you back. But if I've got my own vehicle, it's your I can personal. See, you know, right, right. And that's what this thing looks like. So we'll put a link in the show notes so you can actually see it, but it actually looks like a, Cessna single engine airplane that actually has four wheels at the bottom mm-hmm. <laughs> and you and you actually drive it around. So well, yeah, and, something- it's things, and it's one of those things that looks like that by the time you said that you may want to do this, they'll mm-hmm. probably have refined the design because it still looks kind of prototypey. Yeah. And they'll does. make it like, you know It'd be sexier. Cause they, yeah, because people uh-huh. like people like aesthetics. So by that time, yeah, I could definitely this, but this is what we were expecting already for 2022. So it's one right. of those things where, you know, well, no, when we hit the 2000s, we thought we we're going to be in flying cars. But it's mm-hmm. finally good to see that the things that we thought when we thought of the future mm-hmm. are, you know, starting to slowly come into fruition because we've been waiting and we need some, you know, some high tech future gadgets and gizmos and things. Right, right. Yeah, this is definitely one of those things where it could be like a, a thing to where, you know, the haves and the half knots that, that separates it if you've got your own flying car, right? <laughs> Hopefully. And it's, always, and it's always going to be that divide. I'm sorry. I don't, I try to typically be optimistic, but there, I, in this nation, especially in this country, um, you know, 
the class distinction is probably always going to be here. Right. But even then, though, I can see this being a little bit more attainable. You know, like when yeah. first when electric vehicles first came out, you know, you had to have all this stuff and do all these things. Now you can just go buy, you know, uh electric vehicle from anywhere. You know, or take it even further back to that flat screen TVs back in right. the day. It was like it was a like fifteen thousand. Yeah, 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 it was a big uh-huh. thing. And now, I mean, you can get a flat screen smart TV for like two hundred bucks. It is yeah. not, you know, it becomes commercialized and easily accessible. So I hope and trendy. Is, yeah, and yeah. trendy because people mm-hmm. like to be on the new wave. So mm-hmm. yeah. All right, all right. So that is it for uh, second strain. We're going to move on to for the culture, where we talk all things uh, cultural, social media, anything related to you know culture, or just whatever we want to talk about. So, um, did you see this story? With I did. Uh, okay, so <laughs> um, Cardi B and um, what is her real name? Is Tasha K. Is yeah. her YouTube personality? I think. Yeah, Tasha K uh and Bell Callis Marlinas Almanzar, also known as Cardi B, Cardi B. and, and <laughs> Na- Natasha Transrina Kibi, also mm-hmm. known as Tasha K Tasha K. So both of them got some work on their names, right? Yes. You gotta earn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta earn the names, right? <laughs> so uh Tasha K is this popular uh youtuber she's like a a celebrity gossiper for lack of a better term she's one of the people who was behind the whole um what was that cat's name um that what he was the 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 relationship coach that was cheating on his girlfriend and the girlfriend came on yeah 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 she was one of the yeah she was one of the people who kind of uncovered his story you know so she is a popular Think of a, a gossip blog, but a, mm. as a YouTuber. Yeah. So she's, you know, brought on all these people and what she does is typical of what a, uh, a gossip person does. They dig into the dirt of, you know, celebrities lives, pull up these facts and then they share that information as news. Well, it uh, looks like she picked the wrong one <laughs> in Cardi B. Uh, she spread some news about Cardi B of all from her having an STD to being a prostitute to you know all these different things just Um, making up stuff uh yeah according to her you know this is what the streets was talking or whatever the case may be but when you are a celebrity when you have yourself have this influence right you know that doesn't protect you from people like cardi b deciding to fight so Mm -hmm. cardi b took her to court uh sued her for defamation for invasion of privacy and intentional infliction of emotional distress uh, distress rather and won and was awarded almost up to the it was almost the count- four million dollars it was like yeah. 3.8 i think right the count that i had was like three uh, million dollars so uh just wanted to bring this up because you know just us talking about this story again we're not celebrity gossipers Mm-mm. you know we don't have field uh, street teams or we don't have sources or anything else but we are on the internet and we take stories from the internet and share them with our viewers so what I'm trying to get out of this story between uh, Cardi B suing and winning against this you know uh, popular YouTuber is like now 
people of influence who share news, you got to be careful as to what information you're sharing. Is it public knowledge? If it's, if it's not public knowledge, if it's private knowledge that you can back up, like now you really have to have sources. Cite you your have, sources. You have to prove what you're talking about. You just can't say this person is doing this or this person has been known to do that or they in their past, they've got into this trouble and, th- and you don't have any sort of way to back it up. I think most celebrities pretty much just write off people like Tasha K and say, oh, it's not the worth. It's not worth the trouble. It's not worth the headache. It's not worth the time. Um, but maybe this case will change the minds of celebrities who feel like, you know, their privacy, you know, they don't have privacy from people uh, who don't have protection from people who decide to spread false information about them. Right. So everybody has to be careful, including like shows like us. Now, again, we ain't, we ain't got it like that. But at the same time, yes. you're right. We got to make sure that we're citing. Okay, I read this story in CNN mm-hmm. and this story in CNN said that X, Y, and Z to make sure we are not accidentally or on purpose sharing information that somebody may feel is, you know, private or personal to where they could reach out to us and say, hey, I don't like that. I think you need to take that yeah. down. Right. So we got to yeah, be careful. Many times, many times when we do our stories, we'll say you know, reading this article from dot, dot, dot. That's why we do it. That's (laughs) why we do it. And that's typically what, you know, journalistic integrity um, entails. But the thing with this Tasha with the K person, Mm -hmm. so she has been doing this for years Mm -hmm. against Cardi B. And Mm -hmm. one of her manipulation tactics is to try and get people to come on her show. So it ultimately, I think what made Cardi probably go this route is, she was talking about her children as well. Oh, okay. Um, and that. say that, you know, she's kissing her kids. So she's giving her kids her fees and all oh, that. Ugh. Type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And like she had just, I think Cardi had just had her second child mm-hmm. and she was postpartum. She said she was suicidal because the mm-hmm. things just kept coming and kept coming. And mm-hmm. if you know anything about Cardi B, it's not just this Tasha with the K thing that's going on. It's like tons of people coming at her. Right. So from, you know, what I've seen on Twitter with, with how this whole thing unraveled, Tosh, um, Cardi B tried to settle this out of court no. to talk to the lady and, you know, kind of squash it, get out the way. And so the lady's retort was, well, I'll only stop if you come on my show and do an interview. No. And so that's when Cardi B was like, you know what? You're just trying to use this. I'm not about to, to play this game. More. Yeah. Right. And it's never going to stop. So this is why I think she, you know, ultimately, you know, with those things, you know, talking to her kids, mm-hmm. pregnancy, suicide, you know, mm-hmm. ideations, and then this woman trying to still manipulate her. And even mm-hmm. still today, when she posted her comments, you know, when you're in, you know, this type of industry, these things happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my husband, my attorneys, we fought really hard. We'll live to fight another day even after she lost and the videos that she posted are still up she won't take them down so if you see any of the comments from her she's very smug Mm -hmm. she appears to be very like it seems like she's proud of herself for how she's handled this Mm -hmm. even though you know she has to pay this money she probably thinks she'll never have to pay it or that you know it won't be enforced but if cardi b went through all of this and i think the part of the settlement is that 
uh, Cardi's legal fees have to be paid. Her attorneys are going to make sure they get their money, even if Cardi doesn't get a push for her portion of it. It's going to hit your wallet regardless. Right. Because you Mm -hmm. had to pay out of pocket for attorneys and now you have to pay her attorney's fees and they aren't just going to say, you know what? We put, we don't care about our money. No, because they had to do a lot of work. But what this speaks to is all of the gossip that Mm -hmm. goes on on YouTube and people speaking as though things are facts. And you have these huge platforms. You have these stands who are ruthless. And you have people who just run with these stories. Mm -hmm. And so every time you go on social media or every time you go outside, your people are, as much as you Think that, you know, I don't care what people think about me. Right. I mean, it has it to does be have hard. Right. Yeah. Especially for a person of her stature. You see these young kids, you know, being cyber bullied and, you know, all of these things. So it all, her statement after the fact was really, really great. Um, I'll see if I can find them. You may put it in the show notes, but mm-hmm. she is rich and famous. So she has the resources to fight this. The mm-hmm. everyday person who is going through this right. does not have the right, and not the right, but they don't have the resources right. to the be means. able to combat yeah. this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where now YouTube is going to have to start to do something. We've talked about Harry and Meghan before. This is some of the same stuff mm-hmm. that they're dealing with as well. And YouTube are letting these people run unchecked because... Let's be honest, it's about money. YouTube is making a ton of money from mm-hmm. these folks in these videos, but mm-hmm. now that there is this, you know, legal precedent in right. place, you know, YouTube is going to have to have some sort of accountability because obviously these people are violating their terms of conditions and they're just letting it run rampant. And I don't think they're going to be able to do that anymore. But ultimately, it's just, I don't know what type of person you have to be similar to what we're talking about with the wardle with the guy just, you know, uh-huh. trying to raise the right parade that you, if you can't get actual facts, you're okay with just like saying these things about this person. You don't even know. And then trying to manipulate them to come onto your show just to get them to stop talking. And you know, that's not going to be it. They're going to take whatever you say, chop it up, whatever, and just eat off it even more. So it's just one of those things where I just, I don't know what's wrong with people. Well, it's, uh, you know, uh, she, uh, this Tasha person, she's definitely a, you know, a more of the more known people. Mm-hmm. Um, but this didn't, definitely didn't start with her. Um, oh. This is the, um, the blue, she's just following a blueprint. Yeah. Of a lot of these other uh, publications that are popular, you know, among Tabloid, social media, magazines, right. Instagram accounts, blogs, websites, all that stuff. Magazines, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, created either uh, by black people or not, you know, just tabloids, publications. You know, you think of all the popular ones. What's one of the more popular ones? Uh, TMZ. You know, mm-hmm. this is the Us you Weekly, know, I think is one. Yeah, like yeah. those people, all those and, types of magazines. Right. You know, the the more you know, the more uh, cultural ones, you know, Lipstick Alley and mm. you know, all you know, um uh, what's the one hip hop uh World Star. Uh, yeah, World Star Hip Hop, you know, they, they spread, you know, this misinformation, 
you know, and like you said, these celebrities, you know, they either write it off, don't feel like being bothered if they, again, like you mentioned, with, you know, with Cardi B's case, you know, they're just baiting you to put their name in your mouth, right? As a celebrity, if you, if you, if you are running a publication and you say, oh, Terrence Gaines, he thinks blah, 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 but in reality, he's this and that and the other, you know, in most cases, if I respond as the celebrity and says, I don't know if you've heard about this Nika person, but in the, in her thing on her website or in her video, she said X, Y, and Z. All the people who follow me are going to be like, what did she say? They go look you up and that that, uh, accounts to hits on your website that accounts to, you know, all this new influence and new, you know, and then that's the whole game. Drives more engagement, drives more money to it. And, and that's nothing new. That is a blueprint that's been done over and over and over and over again. Uh, but what I think this will do, being that it, Cardi B was the target. She is like the it girl as far as Mm -hmm. the past five years, right? So the fact that she decided to take matters into her own hands, the fact that she fought and she actually won Won. against these type of influencers who have felt, probably felt like they were untouchable. You know, the fact that they were touched, maybe that sends a message to some of these other ones like, all right, well, before we put something out here, we have to make sure that we know we're talking about or something like this could happen because just as much as these um, tabloids, these gossip things have emboldened other people, Cardi B fighting them may embolden other celebrities and be like, yo, you, you know, know what? Let's go get this. <laughs> let's, let's go. And, let, let's you know. fight because yeah. there's a chance I can win before it was like, who knows what's going to happen? I'll be caught up in court for years. I'm going to spend all this money and it's going to resort to nothing. They still, they, nobody's going to do anything. The courts don't care. Who cared? You know, mind your business. But the fact that that's could possibly not be the case, you know, I think the and notice. And there's legal precedence now. Right, right. I think the notice may go out to anybody on social media, online, on the internet, you know, to decide they want to make a name for themselves by running their mouths about other people. You may want to think twice about that nowadays. And if this can happen in a red state, Georgia, it can happen anywhere. Right, right. It can happen anywhere. All right, all right. So uh, that is it for for the culture. Uh, we're going to move into the hookup. Um, I do a terrible job of managing my photos. I had this big plan devised. I've got this Mac Mini that's a home server for all my videos and my photos and families. And every week or every month, I'm supposed to take my phone. I'm supposed to plug it up to the server. I'm supposed to upload my pictures, my wife's pictures, my kids' pictures, all up to this one place, and then take the time to name the photos and take time to put them in different folders according to birthday, according to year. None of that gets done because pictures nowadays, I take a picture on my phone and it pretty much stays on my phone. So much so to where now if I want to go back and search for a phone, uh, a picture, you know, Apple tries to put things in the years and segment things into. And they try know, and tag faces. And they try to do the faces and they try to do the geolocation where you took the picture. So when you go back and search, you can look at them on a map. But there's nothing like being able to quickly search for an image just based on birthday or vacation or the kid's name or, you know, uh, whatever the event that was. So this is a feature that enables you that came with iOS 14 
that enables you to add captions to your iPhone photos. So basically, like if you take a picture, like, for instance, uh, my son's uh, birthday was just like last week, took a bunch of pictures on my phone. Now, I know what they are because those are the last group of pictures on my phone. But if this time next year rolls around and I'm looking for a picture to put up to see how he's grown from last year to this year, I got to do a lot of scrolling. Well, basically what you can do is with iOS 14, you can take a picture, you can click on the image and then swipe up on the image to reveal additional additional information like where the picture was taken, what type of camera, what type of lens, all this different additional information. But in addition to that, it gives you the ability to add a caption. So I can quickly add a caption to those group of photos, you know, uh, my son's fifth birthday. So anytime, like a year from now, I go back and want to do a quick search, I can do a search and put son, fifth birthday, birthday, and then all these pictures will pop up. And I don't have to, again, I don't have scroll to scroll yeah. or I don't have to create these folders. I don't have to create all these albums because I'm pretty sure, you know, I, I don't take a lot of pictures. I can imagine, you know, people who are their whole purpose of being on social media is just to take pictures and, take pictures. and, and you know, they got thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures. So the ability to be able to quickly, you know, caption a photo, say, you know, uh, date night, you know, March, you know, 2020, whatever the case may be, and then be able to search on those terms and quickly pop those pictures up. Probably definitely something you definitely want to take advantage of that I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know about. So that's my hookup for the week. If you want to find a quick way to search your pictures, you can add captions to your iPhone photos. So that is my tip for the week. Uh, if you don't have anything else, I think that is it for this show. Uh, we definitely want to thank everybody for rocking with us. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, the best thing you can do is the free thing you can do is go download, rate, and review our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, you can engage with us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SnobOSCast. Uh, of course, you can watch us on YouTube. We put our clips up every week. Uh, you go to SnobOSCast on YouTube. If you do that, be sure to like and subscribe, comment, so we can get our algorithms together. Uh, if you want to leave a comment or give us a success, uh, suggestion, you can do so by going to the web at snobboscast.com or you can just email at snobboscast at gmail.com or you can join our community on Discord. If you go to our website, go to join the community, it'll take you to our Discord server where you can join and talk about all the different uh, stories and just chit-chat about stuff in general. Uh, now, if you want to monetarily support the show, we give you a couple ways to do that. If you go to patreon.com forward slash snobboscast, We've got two different tiers that you can join that give you different uh, amount of access, including live feeds, live streams, access to a super secret uh, community on Discord in our server. Uh, but if you just want to give us a one-time um, church offering, you can do so by going to paypal.me forward slash snobos and give us a donation there. Uh, again, we definitely want to thank you for your support. Thank you for listening uh, to us or watching us for this long. And until then, I think we are out. Peace. Bye, everybody.